Good evening, everybody, and welcome back to the Drunken Mascot Raptors podcast. This is episode number four. We're branching out a little bit this week. We'll go ahead and call this the Drunken Mascot NBA podcast because we're actually going to talk about some different teams. <laughs> but hey, welcome back to the pod. This is Pete of the Not So North coming at you at a beautiful permafrost post industrial wasteland that is Albany, New York. Thanks for checking in and giving the pod a shot. So I took a break over the past few weeks through the All Star break. Primarily was focusing on doing some writing. Um, you can check me out over at drunkenmascot.com for some regularly updated content. Talk a lot of Raptors, per usual, but also a lot of other topics as well. I'll talk quite a bit of Knicks over the past few weeks as well. Pretty exciting time in New York, so definitely want to keep an eye on what's going on in Madison Square Garden. Um, exciting stuff. You can also find me at borderfuelsports.com, where I've recently become a contributor. Uh, at least twice a week, I send over an article and content to those guys at Border Fuel. It's a fantastic team of folks, and I'm super excited to be on board with those guys. So when you get the chance, jump over to borderfuelsports.com for some great content. There's dozens of really talented folks working over there. There's podcasts, articles, every sport you can possibly think of. It's fantastic stuff, so I'm super excited to be on board. But today, back to the pod, I want to talk about some NBA trade ideas. As always, we're going to cover some Toronto Raptors topics. But with the deadline approaching, I think for this one, we're going to branch out a little bit and take a look at things around the league as a whole. Uh, it really looks like there could be potentially some big names on the move, some major markets looking to switch things up. So for this special pre-deadline episode, let's count down my personal top five moves that I really want to see happen between now and the deadline, which is just nine short days away. So, so we're going to jump right in here. So the number five trade that I really want to see happen this year is going with the New York Knicks. I mentioned I've been looking at the Knicks quite a bit uh, with where they stand right now. They're 20 and 19, sitting at number seven in the Eastern Conference. They have the best scoring defense in the league in terms of giving up the least points of an NBA team up to this point. Um, they've gotten this far, you know, off their defense and just the pure effort that they have under hard-nosed head coach Tom Thibodeau. Uh, their schedule gets much, much harder in the second half of the season, however, with one of the most difficult remaining schedules in the league. So it's clear that they do need to try something different to develop a bit more offense. So for this trade, we're going to look at bringing Mr. Victor Oladipo to Madison Square Garden. Bringing Victor Oladipo to the Knicks. Because honestly, for the Knicks to have any sort of sustainable success, they need another weapon on offense to support their current core of Julius Randle and R.J. Barrett. The Rockets, on the other hand, they're in an absolute free fall. They've lost 13 in a row. They already parted ways, obviously, with James Harden this season. They've now parted ways with Boogie Cousins. The Rockets really just seem poised and ready to blow things up. Oladipo is being shopped. The Rockets are not trying to hide it. So without further ado, let's take a look at this proposal I want to throw out there for the Knicks and the Rockets to move Oladipo. Um, you can also see this one in a recent Border Fuel article I wrote, Making the Knicks Contenders Before the Deadline. This is one of the topics I threw out there. So for this trade that I'm throwing out, we have the Knicks receiving Victor Oladipo and Rodians Karuks. The Rockets receive Frank Nielakina, Kevin Knox, Alec Burks, and a 2021 first-round pick. So what does this trade do? Let's take a look at the Rockets first. The Rockets get a much-needed first-round pick as they kick off the rebuild. They get two years out of Kevin Knox, whose son flashes early in his career, but he's really kind of fallen out of Thibodeau's rotation in New York. But he could instantly become a part of the Rockets' rotation. Neil Akina, he's still a project, but he's still got some potential. He's a fantastic defender. He's on an expiring contract, as is Alec Burks, who's a veteran role player. Both could jump in as rotation pieces for this, this Houston squad, but also could free up some additional money in the offseason if they let those guys walk. 
So the Rockets get a ton of flexibility and they get out from under Oladipo's $21 million salary, which seems to be a guy that they're not looking to make a part of their future core. For the Knicks, they get their veteran number two or possibly even number one scoring threat, pairing up with Julius Randle. Oladipo obviously is a consistent 20-plus point-per-game score. The second all-star level player on this squad. He's a hard-nosed defender, leader, taking pressure off of R.J. Barrett out there, opening up R.J. Barrett for some better opportunities. The Knicks go to war with a lineup after this trade with Derrick Rose, Victor Oladipo, R.J. Barrett, Julius Randle, rim protector Nerlens Noel, with Mitchell Robertson, Alfred Payton, and talented rookies Obi Toppin and Emmanuel Quickly off the bench. So you look at this squad coached by Tibbs, this team really becomes exponentially more dangerous when you mix uh, Aladipo in with this lineup. And while they do part with a first-round pick in this scenario, they still actually have one, as they still have a first-round pick that they acquired from the Mavericks in that Porzingis trade a few years back. So really, what are they losing? They're losing some role players, some guys they're probably not going to keep past this year anyway, and they're part with a first-round pick, which they already have, to really have a really solid, balanced uh, rotation and a possibly their best offensive threat, at least their number two best offensive threat after Julius Randle on this squad. So, so in conclusion, really makes sense for both teams. Uh, it makes a ton of sense for this Knicks squad. Um, really, when you have that mix of all the Depot, Barrett, and Randall out there, that's probably the best Knicks team on paper that we've seen since that prime Carmelo Anthony Amara Stoudemire days. So, so I say let's do it. Let's usher in a new golden age here at Madison Square Garden. Let's bring in all the Depot, and let's see where this Knicks team can go. So on to number four, the number four trade that I believe should happen this year. And this one hurts, but we've talked about it a little bit in past pods. In this one, I'm going to take a look at what it would look like if Kyle Lowry leaves the Toronto Raptors. In this case, we send him on home to Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. So for the Raptors, you know, they've been playing their home games a thousand miles away from home. They've gotten some of the worst calls and worst refereeing against them that I've ever seen out of these officials this year. And now their coaches and some of their top players are just absolutely ravaged by COVID. So the Raptors just have faced an insane amount of adversity this year. It's been a brutal, brutal season. And the record shows it. They're 17-22. and 22. They're just 3-7 and seven in their last 10 games uh, shortly prior to the All-Star break. So obviously the Raptors really just need to shake things up and try to balance out their lineup and do something different here. And Kyle Lowry... He's a god among men. He's our fearless leader. I, I can't talk enough about Kyle Lowry. I already have in past pods. He's a hero of mine. But while he's the most loyal Raptor of all time, you know I do believe he would be more than happy to return to his hometown in Philly where he grew up and he also played his college ball at Villanova. So as a Raptors fan, again, my first choice is always going to be for Lowry to stick around and retire a Raptor, you know, get his statue out front, he'll have his jersey retired. And who knows, maybe he'll go on and join Nick Nurse's coaching staff up there. But I think Kyle Lowry just has way too much ball left in him, and he just really doesn't fit with where the Raptors are going in the future long term. They already have their point guards of the future in-house with Freddie Van Vliet and first-round pick Malachi, Malachi Flynn. So my second choice here is keep Kyle happy, send him home. So for this trade, as much as it pains me, we're going to take a look at the 76ers acquiring Kyle Lowry in a 2023 second-round pick from the Raptors. The Raptors get back veteran Danny Green, Matisse Tybel, Tony Bradley, and a 2021 first-round pick. So looking at the Sixers first, they gain really a fourth all-star level player in their lineup, joining Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid, Tobias Harris. Kyle Lowry instantly becomes the steadiest, toughest voice in that locker room. And really, this big four becomes an even bigger threat to the Nets in the East and for taking down the Lakers in the finals. 
They get their hometown legend back in Kyle Lowry. It's really just a no-brainer for the Sixers. That lineup of Lowry, Seth Curry, Ben Simmons, Tobias Harris, and Joel Embiid is really going to be terrifying going into the playoffs. So, more importantly, <laughs> on the Raptors' side, they bounce out what right now is really a point guard-heavy lineup. Freddie V finally gets a chance to take the reins as the starting point guard of the squad. They have Danny Green or Norman Powell at the starting two. Probably want to go with Norm since he's just exponentially better when he's a starter. And obviously along with OG, Pascal, Aaron Baines, and or Chris Boucher in um, at the five spot. They get Thibault, who's a high potential young player. He's already an elite defender. He fits right in with Nick Nurse's approach. They get a young big man, Tony Bradley, to add to their front court depth. And most importantly, they get a first round pick in next year's draft to hopefully improve their depth even further and continue to build around this young core. So, while it breaks my heart to talk about trading Kyle Lowry, I really got to just try to be a sociopath and block out those emotions on this one to recognize that this is a win-win for everybody. So, let me know what you think about that one in the comments. That one hurts. Honestly, probably not even my first choice of who I'd want to get back for Kyle Lowry, but the fact that we're sending him to a team where I honestly believe he would be happy for the future and send him to a team that will contend for a title this year, I think it, I think it works out for everybody. So moving on to trade number three, this is the only one I'm going to have out in the Western Conference, and this is going to be looking at the Los Angeles Lakers, who are dealing with some adversity of their own with some injuries to Anthony Davis. They've been having a pretty up and down season, and it's clear LeBron needs some help, um, especially in the front court. Again, with Anthony Davis missing time, Marcus Gasol just seems like a shell of his former self. He's just really lost any form of athleticism that he had left. And Montrez Harrell is, you know, potent as he can be on the offensive end. He's a defensive liability, so they just really don't have a perfect answer. You know, there's rumors about them being interested in Andre Drummond, but personally, I just don't really see that being a good fit. They really need to surround LeBron and AD when AD's healthy with guys who can space the floor. Gasol can do that uh, if he can actually cover enough ground to space the floor, but he's just so goddamn slow now. It just, <laughs> it just doesn't work. So with that, how about we enter Mr. P.J. Tucker, this utility guy at 6'5 and a rock-solid 250 pounds. He can play anything from the 2 to the 5 out there. He's officially out of the Houston Rockets lineup until he's moved. His days in Houston are up. Um, this really just seems like a perfect fit if you put P.J. in this Lakers squad. Uh, you know, He's a tough, flexible player for LeBron to potentially elevate and fit right into this championship squad. He's been clutch over the years during those prime hard years in Houston when they were a contender. He's an elite defender, which is what they're really lacking from Montrez Harrell. He could fill in for AD at the four until he gets healthy, um, which would make an interesting mix. And he could really be paired up with AD in the front court. You can put him at the five. He could be shift over to the three position if you want to keep AD and Kuzma in the lineup and LeBron running the point. And long story short, there's just so much potential flexibility with this team if you bring P.J. Tucker into the mix, and he really just rounds out this lineup so freaking well. I love this fit. Um, so let's take a look at the specifics on this deal. So the Lakers would get P.J. Tucker. And in this scenario, I'm going to throw it out there. The Rockets get back Alex Caruso, Jared Dudley, or really the salary of Jared Dudley in a 2023 second-round pick. Honestly, for the Lakers, the hardest part of this one is going to be parting with fan favorite, the bald mamba, Alex Caruso. But essentially, he's a third-string combo guard. You know, he's not nearly as important to this team as what P.J. Tucker is going to bring to the table. Jared Dudley's been injured in and out of the lineup. He's a phenomenal locker room guy. He's a tough dude. Um, 
but really he's just being included in this deal to balance out the money. Um, the 2023 second round pick is really what makes it worth it for the Rockets as they get ready to tear it down and just go for a full rebuild. So again, like we talked about, P.J. Tucker, he's really a perfect glue piece for this Lakers squad and what they're trying to do this year, and it could really help ensure that they can compete for a two-peat this year um, if they can get back to the finals. And So I'm all about it. Let's do it. Let's get the King ring number five. Let's watch some history in the mix and bring P.J. to L.A. So moving on up to the number two move that I want to see this year. Uh, this is another one that I brought up in a recent Border Fuel article I posted. Um, so it's come out that Coach Tibbs, he would be open to reuniting in New York City at Madison Square Garden with his former star in Minnesota, Carl Anthony Towns. You know, Tibbs has been famous for bringing along his guys as he moves from team to team. He brought Jimmy Butler from Chicago to Minnesota with him. He's brought Derrick Rose to every damn place he's ever stopped. A little different with Cat. You know, he appeared to have kind of a turbulent relationship with his young star, Carl Anthony Towns in Minnesota. But hey, maybe a fresh start under the bright lights of Madison Square Garden could heal some old wounds. I don't know about you, it sounds like a great fit to me. You know, meanwhile, Carl Anthony Towns would walk into this team being the best player and the biggest star to hit New York since Carmelo arrived more than a decade ago. He would pair up with Julius Randle for perhaps the best front court in the NBA and would make the, the New York That's Knicks awesome. instantly contenders in the East. Timberwolves, meanwhile, they're six years deep into the Carl Anthony Towns experiment, and somehow, as talented as he is and as many different pieces they've tried to put around him, they're still the worst franchise in basketball. So, while trading the franchise player might seem like a rash decision, it would make sense for these guys to start fresh, acquire some young assets and some draft capital, and build around this year's lottery pick and high-flying Yuta Watanabe assassin Anthony Edwards. So, in this trade specifically, we have the Knicks acquiring Carl Anthony Towns, while the Timberwolves get a package of first-round pick Obi Toppin, role player Kevin Knox, 2021 first-round pick, and a 2022 first-round pick. So pretty solid haul for the Timberwolves. What's not to love here? Like I said, the Knicks get their superstar, probably their best big man since Patrick Ewing. Sorry, Amare. The Knicks lineup of Derrick Rose and or Alfred Payton, R.J. Barrett, Reggie Bullock, Julius Randle, and Carl Anthony Towns is really just a two-way juggernaut. And the Knicks should really be a threat to come out of the out of the East with this lineup. Tibbs has his big three for the next few years. The Knicks do give up a ton of future assets, but they do have a first-round pick still actually next year because they still have that first-round pick, like we mentioned, that they got from the Mavs in that Chris Dapps Porzingis trade. So meanwhile, the T-Wolves get an exciting rookie prospect in Obi Toppin. The dude can frickin' fly. He is fun to watch, and he just hasn't really had a chance in the you know Tom Thibodeau veteran-friendly lineup. Uh, but he gets to join that Anthony Edwards-led rebound in Minnesota. He's a, And they also get a second solid front court prospect in Kevin Knox, who's locked up for two more years. You know, most importantly, they get two first-round picks. How do you say no to that package if you're currently the worst team in the NBA? You get two solid front court prospects, and you get two first-round picks in the next couple drafts. So I say let's do it. It's a win-win. This would honestly usher in a golden age at Madison Square Garden. You know, when is the last time the Knicks and the Knicks fans had anything like this to be that excited about? So I say let's do it. Let's bring on Cat. And with that, that brings us to the number one trade that, as a biased Toronto Raptors fan, I want to see happen this year. Now, I don't think it's going to happen. Um, we'll talk about why. But what do the Raptors need right now? In their lineup, what is the number one weakness they have? It is the center position. After they gave up Serge Ibaka, 
let Marcus all walk. They tried to replace those guys with Aaron Baines, and he has been a disappointment up to this point. He's played a bit better as of late, but overall he's been a disappointment this year. So, a name that's been floated around out there, one that the owner has denied being available, but for the sake of this conversation, we're going to say he's available. And I think for the right package, anybody's available. So I'm going to say with that that we bring the unicorn, Kristaps Porzingis, to Toronto. So call me the worst Raptors fan in the world, but for the second time in this top five conversation, I'm shopping our fearless leader, Kyle Lowry. Um, but in this case, again, we're going to upgrade this team's biggest weakness. We're going to create arguably a top front court in the Eastern Conference. And we're going to bring on this seven foot three baby face monster that is Kristaps Porzingis. So in this trade, a trade that I really think makes the Raptors contenders for the next few years for the foreseeable future. The Raptors are going to get Chris Stapps, Porzingis, and Trey Burke from the Mavericks, and the Mavericks will get Kyle Lowry, Matt Thomas, Aaron Baines, and a 2021 first-round pick. So the Raptors, again, they lock up their 7'3 monster center of the future. He's just 25 years old. He's under contract for the next three and a half years. You know, bringing him in creates a starting lineup of Fred Van Vliet, Norm Powell, OG Ananabi, Pascal Siakam, and KP, which is five borderline all-stars really just entering their prime. Um, KP has some opportunity as a defender, we know that, but he's, he can block shots, he's a rim protector, and when you mix those skills into this lineup of lanky, aggressive defenders, I think it's going to be a beautiful thing. He can chew threes, he can space the floor, he fits right into Nick Nurse's offensive system. I think KP makes this team scary. So on the Mavericks side, Kyle Lowry joins triple-double machine and a guy who should be a perennial MVP candidate moving forward and Mr. Luka Doncic to ride out you know, his twilight years with a team that really should be a contender. Um, the first-round pick that he brings with him gives Mark Cuban and company a chance to draft another weapon to join Luka, Kyle, and their lineup of you know primarily solid role players like Josh Richardson, Tim Hardaway Jr., and Dorian Finney-Smith. They also get a solid front-court rotation piece in Aaron Baines and a guy with potential to be a top shooter in the league if he ever learns to play defense in Matt Thomas. Mark Cuban loves him, a EuroLeague hero, and Matt Thomas crushed it in the EuroLeague. He shot over 50% over there, so I'm sure Mark Cuban has heard all about that. So... Honestly, I know, you know, the main concern for Toronto in this case is KP's injury history. Um, you know, even this year he's missed some time. It's, you're never going to get 82 games out of KP, but for me it's worth it. It is a well worth a gamble to add a 25-year-old all-star level stretch five and rim protector to a group that is already built around, you know, a young core of Sayaka, Moji, and Fred, who are, again, just starting to enter their prime. So let's do it. Let's start fresh in Toronto. Let's add, you know, another all-star player to this core, and let's let's bring the unicorn to Toronto, aka Tampa Bay, to join the Raptors. I'm all about it. Let's do it. So for me personally, that's the top five trades that I want to see this year. Obviously, you guys could have guessed it. I'm always thinking Toronto Raptors first. So you knew right we were gonna get a couple of Raptors trade ideas in there, but for the Knicks, I mean, this being such a rare year that the New York Knicks, the biggest market in basketball, has you know some potential and something to be excited about, you got to make them the focus, and it seems like they're at least open to being buyers in this trade market, so we had to talk Knicks too. And of course, for the sake of watching LeBron James make further history and you know possibly bring home his fifth ring, I'm definitely interested to see if the Lakers do something to upgrade their squad, and I think P.J. Tucker you know, could be an ideal fit for that group, so... So I don't know, beyond that, what trades do you guys want to see? Obviously, we mentioned Andre Drummond's name has been everywhere. You know, he may end up just getting bought out, which would make life a lot easier for the teams pursuing him. You know, the Bulls have been floating around. Zach Levine's name always seems to be in and out of trade rumors. Bradley Beal's name has come up, though personally, 
with the Wizards playing much better as of late and actually kind of on a run here. I think they're probably going to ride out the Westbrook Beal experiment, at least for the rest of this season, and see where it goes. But, yeah, let me know your thoughts. Let me know in the comments. You think I'm an idiot? You think this was all just crazy, terrible ideas? Let me know. You think they were interesting? Let me know. I appreciate it. Throw me a like. Throw me a subscribe if you want to hear more. Uh, you can also check out the podcast on Spotify and Google Podcasts if you prefer moving forward. And like I said, please, please do me a favor. Check out the blog at drunkenmascot.com. I get a little more in-depth with stuff when I get to write than I do on the pod. So it's worth checking out. And uh, like I said, too, I'm very, very excited to be a part of the team at borderfuelsports.com. So as of right now, I'm a contributing columnist. I usually do about two articles a week on Border Fuel. Um, I'll try to share those on Twitter as well. You can find me on Twitter at Drunken Mascot. I'm also on Instagram at Drunken Mascot. So, hey, guys, thanks for sticking with me on this one. Like I said, I know there was some some straightforward ideas and some crazier ideas in there. So let me know your thoughts. Um, definitely you know, let me know in the comments what you think or if you have any better ideas you want to talk about. So, hey, spring is coming. Life is good. Basketball is back. Thanks again, guys. We'll talk soon. Thank you.